0: I've got more friends than Kyle. How the hell do you have more friends than me? Because people think I'm cool, dude. How many friends do you have, Kenny? <laughs> what? How the hell do I only have 37 friends? Uh, Aw, you guys doing that stupid Facebook stuff again? Stupid Facebook stuff. Why are you guys in here wasting your time? We're supposed to be out playing video games. Stan, you don't get how cool Facebook has become. You can message your friends, play Yahtzee with your friends, even start your own virtual farm and have
1: your friends visit it. Dude, who the hell wants to play Yahtzee? <laughs>
0: Recording, recording,
1: recording. We're good.
0: We're
1: good. We're good. We're good. We're good. All right, welcome back, analysis listeners. I want to welcome back into the podcast from Denver, Colorado, Mike Hammond.
0: RUD. What's going on, bud?
1: What's up, my brother from another state? <laughs> Hi, friend.
0: I haven't been on in a bit here, so I'm. I know, I'm excited man. to get it's back in an, it, man.
1: It's been a hot minute. And I'm excited to have you back. We've had a lot of good discussions, but. There's something that's just been still staying with me and and I know that Matt Hayes and I talked about the documentary that came out on Netflix Social Dilemma and we've already aired a episode just on our takes with that documentary. But I really wanted to have you on especially to further a discussion on social media and its impact on Hollywood, And television because obviously it's such a main part of our lives we're so tethered to our phone and so tethered to our social media platforms that obviously it's such a big part of our lives Hollywood is going to work that into stories they're gonna work that into content that's coming out because it's so relevant in the world and you're somebody that your opinion I think is going to be really interesting to me in this space because You happen to not be on any social media platforms or or participate in it far less than anybody else that I really know. And it's also really interesting because you're actually the person who introduced me to social media. I don't know if you remember this, but we were (laughs) hanging out in high school or uh, we were hanging out freshman year of college or maybe sophomore year of college, and you were talking about Facebook. And I was like, Facebook? And you were like, oh, my God, how of all people are you not all about social media? This seems like something that would be tailor-made to your interests because you like to be connected to so many people. You like to have so many um, interactions or, or be around people socially so much. This seems like something you'd be really interested in. And you explained to me what Facebook was, and you helped me set up my Facebook profile. That's uh, and, right. and and here we are coming full circle Uh we're going to have a conversation on all of the dangers that have come about and and the vast, terrifying jungle that is social media. But I wanted to kind of start our conversation today. Everyone's already heard my opinions of the Social Dilemma documentary that came out on Netflix, the sweeping the film festival circuit right now. What were your opinions of that documentary?
0: I just watched it last night, so it's pretty fresh. Uh, I really enjoyed it. I think it's incorporated a lot of themes and really clear explanations as to what the issues are that I've seen in a couple other documentaries, but this one was sort of able to pull it together with that first person account where they were interviewing people that were actually part of the movement or made the decisions to implement these social media sort of tactics or however you wanna establish that. I really like that perspective of it. I, I don't always love when documentaries vacillate between a documentary and like a little drama period piece, kind of how they had <laughs> yeah. that, that real family. Like I'm, I'm all set with that. Yeah. Uh, but having those people sit down and have them speak firsthand about it, I really enjoyed because I think part of what we'll discuss here is I'm, I'm sort of from that startup background, not social media companies, but I've interacted with people from that space. And uh, I have just had so many of those conversations over a beer with engineers, people like that, which really shaped kind of why I haven't been a social media person as much. On it, So I really resonated with that. And then I liked the platform of it. I like that Netflix did it. I like how many people are watching it. I think we'll talk about some of the documentaries, but there are other ones that do a little bit better job explaining the genesis of all this, but they're just not as well known and they're not as well uh, marketed and financed. So I thought it, as, a, as a explanation as to what's going on, it's pretty powerful. And I think people of all generations can watch that and kind of absorb it their own way. So I liked it.
1: I... Yeah, I think it has the opportunity, and I said this on the podcast with Matt Hayes, but it has the opportunity to most be the most impactful documentary I've probably ever seen on my mm-hmm. life. It huh. directly relates to my life in such a main way, and I think it could potentially, or at least hopefully, have uh, an impact on my interaction with social media or dependency on social media. And we, in that conversation... Also, you know, talked about some of our favorite quotes, but when you're not purchasing anything, when you're not purchasing a product, you are the product. And also just the fact that throughout our entire society, a tool is normally sitting there waiting for you. This isn't necessarily a social media tool when it's actively buzzing your buzzing your leg when it's actively seeking you and pulling you into it all the time and and -hmm. those dopamine releases that that get released and and there's just wave after wave of line that that just rocked me in this and and you're absolutely right seeing the people who were integral in designing this stuff and rolling it out and seeing their wide-eyed fear and how many people they were able to get to sit down and, and talk? Not just the the Tristan Harris guy or or the uh, the Fohawk guy from from Google or um, the the jacked up Facebook guy. The, just so many characters that I'm sure South Park would love to make fun of. But you know it's. <laughs> yeah. It's you know seeing all these people that are sitting down and and are won't let their kids even think about getting on these platforms and it's it it really is concerning and this is a documentary that has an, a, an opportunity to really make an impact of the world you know I I trashed earlier this year I, I trashed Tiger King because there's no real activism happening there that was that was murder mystery meets honey boo boo. And then at the end, they try to tack in some some activism with wild cats, even though, yeah, even though those, those, those big cat parks are probably more popular than ever. So that's not activism, but you know, this is definitely a call to action. And I, I wanted to get back into, so you're saying that you're talking to engineers. And so for a little transparency, you're a salesperson who works in some sort of a technical or a, a, with some startup companies, but what about those conversations made you run off of your social media?
0: Yeah. Well, just as a little background, I don't need to do a LinkedIn post here or anything, but uh, you know, probably since 2010 I've been, you know, in the air quotes startup space. So I've, I've worked for four startups in that time period and I've always Sound been on the, the sales siren. side. Sound
1: the siren.
0: <laughs> yeah. So I've always been on the sales side. Right. And, have always been small companies and they some have scaled, some haven't. And it's always been B2B sales, right? So I'm working directly with other companies, selling them yeah. software. I'm not, I'm not working in any development. I, I have no tech background, but obviously there's a mobile app component to all the companies I've worked at. And so when we hire people that are engineers or bring on product specialists, product managers, all that stuff, they're almost always interacting with, uh, those kind of companies, right? Snapchat, uh, I mean, Netflix is different, but Twitter, Google. You know, you just cross paths with those people, or you work at a company based in San Francisco, and I work with an engineer who's got a roommate or a couple of roommates that. Oh, my roommate works at Pinterest. Oh, my roommate works at Instagram. Uh, this is what they do, and just having these discussions with those people over that time frame, and understanding what what the social dilemma lays out is the the role of of those apps is to addict you to them. Yeah, they are trying to get you to spend as much of your time possible on that, on that app. And they do that with the data, right? The data that they go over in the social dilemma is pretty wide open secret that's been going on for a while now. And that part of it, I think is the major call to action generationally, uh, on what we need to do with like, we're just giving away the most valuable asset there is now, which is your, your data, the data that you have on the internet and yeah, and it's they...
1: unregulated, unfeathered totally. access to that, and yeah, they they talk about the three goals that those platforms have is to get you to give growth to the the forums. So are you bringing in people? Are you active? And are you somebody that is going to be able to be sold to or consuming? And mm-hmm. there, and you're right. It's it's just they they're able to nail down with almost pinpoint accuracy, all of your behaviors, because it's, it's all being broadcast in, in, in stored in those mega computers.
0: Right, right. Exactly. And, uh, follow the money, right? How do you guys make money? Like I always just ask myself, how is Facebook making all this money? I'd always think that right, it's free. It's this free product. How does Snapchat garner this evaluation? It garners. And then you start to ask those questions to people. Like, so what do you guys, how do you run this? What's the back end how do you numbers. monetize exactly? And you start hearing like, wait, so it's just, it's all, it's essentially all ads and it's all that works really well. And it's like, it works awesome. Like, here's how it works. And you're just like, wait, okay. So what is this really? Right. Is this really about connecting people to people? Or is this about giving a platform with all this curated data to companies that they would, they just salivate over. It's exactly what they want. And you realize you're sort of feeding into that. So I had just heard that stuff on how it worked over the years. So that was one of the reasons why I was sort of off social media. But the second reason, which is more the second half of Social Dilemma and some of these other docs I want to talk about is this bizarre idea of creating a digital footprint or presence and how that's become really normal, especially for a newer generation of young people who don't know anything pre-social media. And that's why I think we're we're very unique. We straddled that fence, right? And you just told the story where, yeah, I remember I was a freshman and entry-level classes at a computer science class and that's how facebook came up and the reason i signed up for facebook was there was some extra credit thing like hey go on facebook and post something to your group we were like putting the groups for the the semester and that's how i got on facebook originally which is really funny because it was just a college thing that was before anyone could yeah. get on it right um but so you we we get involved in that and then we saw facebook turn into this kind of college kind of cool thing
1: to you needed a college knowledge. email to get yeah. in. Yeah,
0: right, right. An at edu email. And it, was, it, it wasn't it. was all consuming. There were no posts. I don't think there were pictures.
1: There I, was no feed yet. I remember yeah, when yeah, the feed yeah. came no, in. Yeah,
0: Right. It was just like, wait a minute. I can just post something on a wall and everyone sees it. This is nuts. I can connect with people. It was like not very clear that it was going to be what it is. The point is we got to see that and Twitter even like early Instagram.
1: But we were already adults we're... for the most right. part. We had mm-hmm. already we'd already grown in, we 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 already had a, a self identity without it to where we were really the last young group of young people that didn't have to worry about it. Just kids three or four years behind us, it it was much more impactful. And so Absolutely. And and that's kind of to to make a transition into just where I see this impacting Hollywood, because this is a, a movie and TV podcast. But I really see social media as a theme or or a topic to be dissected in these stories. I really see that the stories kind of falling into four buckets, at least to my opinion, which means dick. But, you know, I <laughs> see I see it in a fear kind of personality altering type of story and I'll break down those those stories in those movies in just a second I see it in society altering type stories I see it in the stalker slash horror slash uh, predator on the internet type story and then I also see some stories that look at social media in a positive way and try to celebrate uh, the positivity and the connection, and some of the original reasons why the platforms were invented, and I see movies that kind of deal in those themes. But and, and and I think kind of a lot of those different horrors or different topics are brought up through different times in social dilemma. Correct?
0: Yep, it yeah, definitely.
1: So let's start with the personality altering ones. Cause I think that one was, was such uh, an impactful thing and, and it had to uh, an impactful theme that you were talking about. And, and, you, and we're talking about the fact that we were the last generation that, that was able to form our identity before, social media was able to get their hooks into us. And for for these young kids, I think that's the biggest fear. And, and they talk about in mm-hmm. that Social Dilemma documentary, uh, teen suicide is way up. Teen depression is, is three times greater than it was when we were going through high school. And shit, man, I mean, I don't know how any kid survives middle school with a phone in their pocket right now. Because, fuck it, man, yeah. I barely made it. Those are some tough-ass years, dude. And so I just, there's some movies that came out that I think really lean into the social pressures or maybe not it's not the main theme of the movie but it's definitely a theme the first one i thought about was eighth grade the bo burnham comedy Big dramedy time. uh mm-hmm. and it's there's not a lot of movies and we reviewed it me and bobby peterson reviewed it a few years ago but there's not a lot of movies that deal with middle school there's a a billion movies that take place or or centered around the high school experience but a lot of us look back at our middle school years through our fingers that's the part of the the scrapbook that you try to skip over if you've got your boyfriend or your <laughs> girlfriend visiting mom because it's those are the awkward years as we call them but 8th grade really does a nice job a nailing that experience but b talking about the challenges with social media in that space because the the young girl who's the protagonist in that movie she's using the Snapchat filters to remove her acne and she's got a YouTube video and she's trying to be an influencer, but she's also sad and she's, uh, she's self-depressed because no one's following or watching her videos. And they, Mm -hmm. they really kind of show what, what some of the troubles for these kids are, and it's it's beyond just trying to make friends in middle school, which is hard enough. But you've got this added pressure of social media, and all these kids are snapping, and they're also making themselves look sexy and be sexy, which is its own odd thing happening. But what do you think of that movie?
0: I think it's a great observation you made. Where there's that's the example of being that age having to deal with real world interactions and how awkward it is. And then also trying to curate this digital profile of yourself. That is to those kids equally as, or maybe even more important than the regular interactions, because part of that movie shows that a lot of those kids, they sort of subtly show you they're good at the social media part, but in real life, they're really not either like that, or they they can't do like normal real life stuff, like interaction stuff. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a big, like scary red flag, Thing right, that you have people that are more comfortable creating this persona they want people to know about them than just being a person, which is sort of what growing up is, right? Just like grow up and you be yourself, and then you learn things through real world yeah. interactions.
1: Absolutely. So I think that movie
0: does a great job at that.
1: And the thing you watch her YouTube videos, and she's talking about confidence. And she's, and she's projecting this exactly this personality of herself that she wants people to see. But really, then you watch her walk through her actual life, and she's she's completely opposite of that. And she's it's aspiring to be those things, <laughs> which is leading to its its own personal dilemma. So I think that movie does a, that movie gets it when it comes to young people and what they're likely going through in that space and and I, I I've always appreciated that perspective as well. Another another movie or excuse me, another TV show that I think really in a in a different way nails our tethering to the likes and to our persona and our and our changing of ourselves to, to fit a bubble is Black Mirror and Nosedive which was a season 3 episode Black Mirror on Netflix if you haven't watched that what the hell are you doing that's one of the <laughs> best shows I've seen in a very long time but Bryce Dallas Howard do you remember this one she's trying to she's trying to move in and and in basically black in this episode of Black Mirror you cannot advance through society without having a certain level of influence on your social media. So you can't move into Mm -hmm. an apartment complex unless you have at least 8.7, uh, an average of 8.7 stars in in your social media platform out of 10. Uh, you, you, you're lower on an own, a organ donor list. If you don't have a certain level of stars, you you can't get on a plane, things like that. So, um, I think that is, uh, heightened example of what the future could be the more and more stock we we put into that like button and they talk about that in social dilemma as well right the guy who invented the like button is sitting there going i invented the like button to try to spread more positivity and joy in this world and instead it's making people depressed and it's it's sending people into a tailspin because their post isn't being liked enough
0: Yeah. And that's, that's that. I mean, what Black Mirror does is that Twilight Zone sci-fi spin on things in a really clever way. And the idea of that, isn't that crazy? Again, to people who have just grown up with that, that's what I'm saying. The scariest part about this is people who don't know any better. And that becomes its own thing that sort of goes out of control, right? Where you have this different persona that has to be tracked and it changes the way you interact. And I think that's a great, great Black Mirror episode
1: for sure. Yeah. And another one, which is personality altering from the TV realm that I I just would be remiss if I did not mention it is South Park and you have zero friends, which is the episode right. where <laughs> Kip Jordy has no friends and Kyle has sympathy for him. So he decides to, to friend him and Kyle starts losing followers because who the hell would be friends with Kip Jordy? Such a loser. But uh, <laughs> they 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 follow this poor kid around that that has no friends in school, and then and then he finally gets a friend on Facebook, and he goes and he runs and tells us, "I have a friend, I have a friend," and I should I have him over for dinner? And and but there's this uh there's there's a whole subplot that's happening in this South Park episode where Stan doesn't want to get on Facebook. Stan is the Mike Hammond, and he doesn't want to mm-hmm. get quote sucked into Facebook, but he's got all these social pressures coming from his girlfriend on why his girlfriend's not, or why he's not on there and why they can't be quote in a relationship on Facebook. And then Randy keeps asking him, Hey Stan, you're going to accept my Facebook request? (laughs) Stan, and your grandfather's too? Stan, you're going to accept the request? And it's just, it shows kind of the, even if you're adverse, just what could you be missing out in, in, on society? If, you're not involved in these platforms right
0: yeah yeah that's the idea it's a it's a self-sustaining thing we've created this other environment that you're missing out on and it's only important because we we kind of all agree it's important I guess even though it, it, there's really no other reason right yeah uh, if you're not on this stuff you're you're really not missing anything other than if you're younger growing up I get it right you're excluded from a whole social part of life now because this is just how people interact
1: and so she you, you change yourself it. yeah you're you're right. going to change yourself or alter yourself to be successful in that arena right and so this mm-hmm. is kind of the personality altering and also the social altering as well but uh, i think it, it reminds me of my buddy mello and he's always been adverse to iPhones cuz he's like <laughs> it's it's more of a, a a cult like you you can't send certain messages unless you're in the iPhone group or you know people will run to have an iPhone just because everyone else has an iPhone and it's easier to interact with everybody. Oh, dude, it's 100% true.
0: Yeah, yeah, because I just got a Pixel through work a year ago and I, I just went through this. No one else has an Android phone except me. Yeah. And then, yeah. You it's can't whole, send like, videos, like, use your don't video, work, yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah. And it's just, I mean, I don't care, but I can see how people, if that's really important to them, yeah, you're, that piece of tech is stopping you from being friends on a certain level with people now.
1: Yeah. And I, I think social dilemma does a nice job and, and there's that moment where the the two high school kids are talking, they're having a real conversation. They're actually interacting, and then obviously the their, their pants buzz, they and then they get sucked in and, and they're no longer they're sitting right next to each other on the couch, they're no longer communicating, and they're they're in the rabbit hole. And it's just that's another danger. That's another personality altering thing. And and I love that line that they say where it's the only industries that call their consumers users are the drug industry and the technical industry or the social media industry. And it's, it's so true. It's, it's, it's an addiction. It's an absolute addiction that it is damaging in that, different ways.
0: Yeah. That they feed, right. Yeah. That they continue to structure and alter the platforms people are on to make it even more so that way to further embed you in it. That's what's so crazy about it, that it's not regulated at any level. They can't just do whatever they want.
1: Yeah, and that's that's really the call to arms and, and the call to action with this documentary is, listen, there is good that this is doing. There are people that get organ donations through this. There are people that reconnect with long-lost family members or family members they've never met. So there is good. It's just it needs to be regulated. But speaking of the dangers that this can happen in society, so I, I talked about the four buckets. The second bucket that I mentioned was the society altering or what can happen... In society, in the future, in social dilemma, one of the one of the people says, worst case scenario is a, is, is a civil war, the the polarizing of our country uh, gets so extreme, uh, civil war. Other, you know, there's there's obviously uh, increased rage. There uh, is there's, there's uh, global warming effects, all sorts of stuff. But some of the movies that have already kind of dealt with some of these themes, I noticed were The Circle. Nerve, the Firefest Fest documentaries, and uh, Social Network. So do any of those kind of oh, pop yeah. out to you that you want to dig into?
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, this has been talked about and written about a lot, especially with 2020. We did our own best movie list of the decade slash 20 years, right? 20 or mm-hmm. 2000 to 2020. And Social Network was at the top of a lot of those lists. And that's not my favorite movie of the last 20 years if you just told me i had to watch one movie on repeat i wouldn't pick that movie but if you're talking about a movie that encapsulates a generation tells a story that really represents who people were and how things changed it's a hundred percent a social network there are just so many parts of that movie that fit into all of this right how this all happened and the societal impact on a whole generation and how zuckerberg crafted that i mean zuckerberg i think is like 35 36 he's our age it's the same Yeah. very very similar and so that movie to me does such a good job of not only showing just the story of you know, a kid in a dorm and like uh, your girlfriend breaks up with you and you freak out or like how that impacts really like substantial things that happen in life like businesses and stuff. A lot of that stuff is just personal grievances that manifest in some other way. But I think what it also shows is the business side of this. And I don't wanna to go too far down the rabbit hole with that, but my, my favorite scene in the movie is the first time you meet Sean Parker and when you have zuckerberg in there and that that sean parker element is the what happened over the last 20 years in silicon valley those people right who have taken maybe an idea that had different origins or had a different scope to it and they say no this is you know it's cool not a million dollars a billion dollars we're going to make this the biggest and then it just goes totally off the rails right and it becomes this thing where it's no longer about whatever that original mission statement was it's oh my God, this is a billion dollar idea times whatever, right? And we can turn this into that and you see what happens to the company and the friendships. And it just really does represent what what the startup community kind of went through the last 20 years. And that's why I like the movie so much.
1: And I think it's more universal than some of the other stuff we've been mentioning because it transcends just a social media movie. It's really a movie about relationships and friendships in a digital age and Mm -hmm. what it means to be friends with someone in a digital age, and I think that's why that's why the the, the themes are going to stand the test of time because that's I, I think the digital age is is not leaving us and they, and they talk about it and Sean Parker actually a talking head in the social dilemma, but right. they they talk about it in in that we can make minor t- tweaks to these things but the the roller coaster is already going down the hill I mean there's no just Erasing these things or taking these things away, people are are. It's too ingrained in our lifestyle, and I think just the building of the lifestyle and the behaviors is something that is happening in there. And people learning to to deal and. But it really is a is a is a friendship movie and a movie about power and greed and excess. You know, a right. lot of that is him trying to prove to all those people that wouldn't let him in the the fraternities that he's worth something so i think in that way too it's just an interesting character study which which i've always uh enjoyed i think other stuff that just is an example and in, in, in the circle and in nerve these are kind of uh futuristic or dystopia type if this stuff really gets out of control one company circles kind of one company that's been able to to take over the world from from their platform, um, obviously with a wink, wink to Facebook and, and when they get too much control nerve is, is one where these kids are constantly doing more and more outrageous things. And, and the social media ends up having kind of control over, uh, over them. They, there, there's too much visibility and eyes on them. They, they, they get too exposed and they have to do all these wild and crazy things to, to survive. I think, uh, Fi- the fire documentaries always rattled me and i, I know we all got on and, and talked about the firefest documentaries uh, uh whenever those came out but just the amount of power that these influencers now have in our society i think that's something that should really be examined Th- these people these influencers have more power than actual politicians it's unbelievable and, yeah and you'll see people fly to the Bahamas and, and stay in, in a shanty for, because an influencer told them to, and because they have a fear of missing out and they always want to be part of the next big movement. And just as a society, when we're lemmings like that, and we're, we're just kind of being tossed around, not, not from our own free will, but just at the whim of an influencer who is <laughs> should not be wielding that power that's that's a very concerning thing and and that's brought up in social dilemma as well
0: yeah yeah, yeah. those the guy says in the beginning like 25 uh 30 year old white guys in a room are crafting the way that notifications work on a platform that impacts like billions of people in their lives and how they do things that's the other part of technology the It has the far reaching aspect to make immediate change and have this crazy impact, which is awesome. But that's a double-edged sword, right? Because the Mm -hmm. other side of it is small decisions made by people have these large ramifications. And then on the, on the influencer side, people aspiring to that, you know, people wanting to be like having a generation of people who look at that thinking, Oh, I want to do that. Or, Oh, that's so great. It's like, that's another weird part of this. It's like, is that, the kind of behavior we should be incentivizing. I mean, some of those people make millions and millions of dollars, right? It's, it's unbelievable.
1: Yeah, and it's and it's projected this false pattern of behavior. I guess this loops back into the the behavior altering or the personality altering as well. When you think about that Black Mirror episode, and and she she nibbles the the cookie just just to a certain point to where it's going to make for a really cute picture. And Mm -hmm. or I'm going to giggle this certain way because that's that's the way that's going to get me more likes and and going to post this concert or something. It's just it's 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 all taking away genuine experiences and genuine personality in the replacement of trying to be an influencer or at least maybe not a direct influencer, but just trying to have more popularity on these sites because that is the currency now. I think currency is a good word. I mean, it is a social currency, right?
0: yeah. Yeah. Digital social currency.
1: So obviously one of the first waves of the dangers of social media that came across was just, what could happen from the, the stalker or the the fake identity thing? I think one of the first main commercial things that I remember seeing was Catfish. And obviously that mm-hmm. became an MTV show. And it it's just a term now that the documentary spawned a term. If, you, if you've never seen Catfish, that's where the term catfishing comes from. But yeah, that was the first time where it was people who live a lonely life or people who uh, there's all sorts of different motives to have it, but you know, it's so simple to be able to connect with people and falsify yourself. And that, that was originally a danger, but some other, some other stuff that came across that I thought were a little more creative was searching, which was a guy whose daughter's been missing and pronounced dead. And, He's not getting the cooperation from the police that he desired, so he is unwinding a, a ball of yarn on her social media basically, trying to talk to people and retrace steps and follow the likes and, and, and follow her social media and, and trying to unsolve this mystery. And that would that, and, and it's done a lot through Facebook, it's done a lot through through kind of a a computer camera type shooting. And and it was pretty creative, I thought. Not the best movie, Mm -hmm. but had a lot of creativity in it. Ingrid Goes West was Aubrey Plaza, and she's obsessed with an Instagram influencer and has kind of a stalker angle. And then there was also a show that I just watched during COVID called You, Y-O-U. And that is about, again, a guy who... Becomes obsessed with a girl he has an encounter with in a bookstore that he works for. And then he starts stalking her, is able to attain her phone, uh, is able to kind of stalk her through the internet and different things. It's not directly related to social media, but has social media elements in it that uh, also kind of play into this space. So that's more of a straightforward stalker social media type. Do you have any feelings on, on that type of movie?
0: yeah well on searching to your point just as a film the way that they shot that almost all on a computer screen i thought was really creative and really well done actually mm-hmm. i was really surprised by that and then i did like in searching also i don't remember because i haven't seen it since it came out but there's a part where in real life one of the friends of her of the missing girl is doesn't care or something or is really flippant about her missing and then post this long lengthy Facebook thing, crying about how much she missed, or she didn't know the girl really in real life, I guess. But then i goes on Instagram or something and posts this yeah. whole, like she was my best friend, all that searching has some of that too in there. This fallout social media, how people post after an event, which is also interesting.
1: Yeah. They do that in dear Evan Hansen, which is a musical as well, where there's a student that commits suicide and then it's, this, he was he was a loner and an outcast, but through parts of the plot, there's this mad rush for people to have posts about how they cared so much or how they had such a connection, which didn't actually happen. And so a lot of that is like, oh, he, he does a speech, which goes viral, which makes him really popular at school. So again, the, the viral YouTube posting that's woven into a musical, which won Best Musical on Broadway just a couple of years ago. So.
0: Yeah, it's a fun thing to examine, but I think from a movie standpoint, that that bucket, I'm more interested in. I know there's some really dumb, like countdown app you die movies, but I do think that like true crime, uh, stalker kind not stalker, but that that murder element with technology is kind of interesting because you all these true crime podcasts are basically tech podcasts, right? How they can track yeah. your phone, how they can track what you posted, how they can get all your text messages it really is incredible. And that is a whole nother element of this where you realize everywhere you go is being tracked, whether you like it or not. If you have a phone on you, you're yeah. they know where you are.
1: Yeah, I think there's already been a couple of murder cases where they are able to just tap into the Alexa and, and listen to somebody murder somebody and that they're able to submit that as evidence into the court case. And it's like, okay. Here's the Alexa tape, and it's like, oh, I'll fucking murder you! It's just like, <laughs> I'm gonna <"Okay."> kill her. <laughs> yeah, he killed her. Alexa just told me. But yeah. and we've all we've all been there where you're sitting there and you're you're talking about Halloween or your Halloween costume, and then you go on Instagram and whoops, here's an ad for your Halloween costume, and it's like, oh, oh fuck, yeah. man, the phone's just listening to me.
0: 100. percent. It's a joke, but it kind of isn't. Right? You're a group yeah. texting about something, and then there's an Amazon side banner that's. Yeah, but, you know, the exact product type you were talking yeah. about—it's like what? How... Yeah, this seems odd. Know.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <it> yeah. Weird? <laughs> <laughs> oh, weird! It knows to push me golf head covers because I just happen to be talking about how my golf head cover was busted. Anyway. Right,
0: right. And you're like, okay, cool. I actually need
1: that. And you click yeah, on it. Yeah,
0: then... there we go. <laughs> that's how it works. That's why it's. it's so and successful. that's why
1: Pete Campbell is inside my mind. Socially. That's bro. right.
0: A could call Pete Campbell. Did not see that coming. Look at Pete Campbell,
1: baby. Man, that guy's struggling for a little work. Weight. You know, let's get. <laughs> yeah. I shouldn't be shaming out here. I'm getting a little <laughs> weight too. Well, finally, the the final bucket I was talking about were just stories and movies that are talking about the positive influence. And in there's a line that's said in Social Dilemma where the guy is saying, "I'm I'm critical of these things." Because I believe in their ability to make real change and make the world a better place. So I just want them to improve. My, my criticism is in a place of knowing they can be better and wanting them to be better. And there are some movies that highlight or accent the positive space this stuff can play. The first one I have is Chef, which Great. is, yeah, yeah, absolutely is John Favreau's movie and it starts with him getting himself fired basically for getting into a Twitter battle with a food chef who's been really negative to him and then he tries to reinvent his life through small business he he's able to actually follow a, a cooking passion instead of just cooking by the numbers and his son helps him set up a social media platform for a food truck and so he's bonding with his son his son's teaching him about how to promote his business through through Twitter and he's able to rebuild his life for the better basically through social media so he's able to bond and grow his small business all through the help of Twitter thank you so much Twitter but it's a really it's a really sweet movie honestly and it's it's John Favreau who we all know is is a phenomenal director and writer so have well, some yeah
0: and that and and a good point to that I think with what the best aspects of social media are, that movie illustrates of, I just wanna make a great product that I'm passionate about and give it to people. And you can directly do that with social media, right? That is the best part of it. He has this great thing he wants people to have, and he doesn't need 50 people to help market that or a brick and mortar business. He has a food truck and the product speaks for itself and he uses the social media aspect to get people to come. And that's a really amazing thing with technology, right? You can really start something and not need a bunch of people.
1: The guy who does our cartoons for this podcast is a cartoonist from a different part of the country that I've been able to link up with through a social media platform, and That's it's awesome. and now we have a working yeah. relationship and and he he's able to to do our our cartoons for us. Give a check out to our cartoons on here. Give us a like. But there's there's all sorts of different little mini or small businesses or or, or large businesses that have been able to take off through social media in in the ways that this stuff is able to link people to other people across the globe and and that is a very positive thing so that that was one that i saw also the internship which was the google movie speaking of john favreau uh his buddy vince vaughn and owen wilson basically made an hour and a half google commercial they talked a little they talked a a, They talked a lot about Google in Social Dilemma and how it started out and it was so savvy and it was it was the ideal environment where it was helping people and it was this great tool to society, but also this money printing machine. And they've obviously gotten away from that with Google. But what did you think of the internship with Vince Vaughn and Owen Wilson?
0: Yeah, again, a movie I haven't seen in a while, but I thought that was a clever generational examination of what's going on with jobs and tech and the change in the economy. It's actually underrated comedy from what I remember. It's actually pretty funny, which is surprising.
1: There was a couple there was a couple nice bits and Vince Vaughn motor mouthing and Owen Wilson going.
0: Right. Wow. They get the wedding crashers bits going. And, yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. Yeah. They it's it was a yeah. formula they knew worked and they could exactly. they could at least try to plug and play. I remember being relatively disappointed in it, but it's it's very predictable and it the supporting characters don't have a lot of uh, don't have a lot going on. But I digress. Uh, just a, those were a couple movies off the top of my head in terms of a positive space because that is all about again, Google connecting small businesses. Their their little project that they have is helping a pizzeria get more foot traffic in and things like that. And that that's what Google does. It it allows different companies to be able to market themselves or or reach consumers. So mm-hmm. a couple of the positive spins on some of these platforms. You said you had a couple documentaries you wanted to suggest to people?
0: Yeah, yeah, I think if you like the social dilemma and you want to go down that path more on learning about how this stuff actually works, there's The Great Hack which I think is a Netflix doc kind of the same way. And it's about Netflix. the Cambridge Analytica uh, setup and with the election, they talk about that in the social dilemma. It's definitely part of it. I think like the the last third, maybe they talk about it quite a bit, talking about sowing the seeds of civil war and all that, but mm-hmm. that documentary goes into the exact specifics on how they track your data, how they use your Facebook information and how they can use that now in a political sense to really influence elections influence the outcome of things. And just the data and how that works and how it was never something that people really brought up as being uh, not illegal, but at least immoral is really interesting. So that's a good one. Uh, Lo and behold is a Werner Herzog documentary for all people that like his docs out there. And And it it came out, I think a year ago, two years ago. It's, and it's just the examination. It's got Elon Musk in it. It's got a bunch of people talking about artificial intelligence, which is a little bit different than this. And also just our connection to the digital world and people who like literally are addicted. Like they, they are, they have to live in like cabins in the woods. They can't be near technology, people playing video games. till they die. They examine that. It's like a phenomenon of that happening. People play online games till they literally die of exhaustion, stuff like that. And this, like, what does this mean for us? And you know, are the computers running us, that kind of thing. It's really detailed. So I think all of those sort of are doing the same thing. And I assume more documentaries will come out on this stuff on, You know, what are we really getting ourselves into? And that's why I love how the you know art imitates life. I like how the movies sort of take their own genre and do that. But I think more of these documentaries giving you the direct information and gets people discussing more of like the content of it is is really great. And so those are two I would definitely check out.
1: It's so if you're looking for a six degrees of separation between Warner Herzog and Vince Vaughn, there's an episode of The (laughs) Office where Dwight says, yes, I've seen Wedding Crashers. I accidentally walked in thinking it was Grizzly Man, but I stayed for the whole thing because that's just the thing about bear attacks. You never know when they're going to happen. So (laughs) that Grizzly Man, Werner Herzog, connected to Vince Vaughn, Wedding Crashers. Thank you. I'll be here all day. But I think uh, that... What was I going to say now? (laughs) I'll edit this.
0: Bears beats Battlestar Galactica. Uh,
1: What was your final thought?
0: Well, well I point. was going to pose a question. I, I was just going to ask you this question to kind of close to give social media a little bit of a relief in terms mm-hmm. of just bagging on it. It's almost like 2001, a space odyssey, the opening, right? Where, uh, the apes get access to a bone and it's a tool and they sort of immediately start killing stuff with it. And then that becomes sort of the Genesis for the rest of the movie and technology. But Jordan is social Harris media just
1: slid off his seat,
0: <laughs> right? Is, is this just a reflection of us as humans? Like, should we blame social media for being addictive or do we want this? Do people want this? I think the average person doesn't care and probably does. And that part of it to me is what's interesting about examining who's at fault here. Yeah. I like, f- are people at fault more than the companies? Like, who who is really – and they talk about this in The Social Dilemma, but I would say people yeah. play a much bigger role in this than we probably want to admit.
1: Technology is not the threat it's allowing society to be the worst part of itself, and that's the threat. And that's just an incredible line Hmm. in that documentary. And I think uh, it's rolling this up into movies. One of the guys even talks about Terminator, speaking of movies, and he says, we all think that AI is going to be this, oh, droids and Arnold Schwarzenegger and, and them coming in and blowing up the world. But in more realistic fashion, it's going to be technology- allowing society to just implode in on itself and that's going to be the true downfall to the world and and it's it's really scary shit
0: it's super super scary especially now I feel like we're on the on the edge of looking over something that we we don't know and it's for sure unknown and I think all we can do is hope that this stuff impacts people in some way at least they think more about
1: it right yeah absolutely and that's why I think this, this documentary is going to hang with me for a long time. That's why I had a conversation with Hayes about it and with you about all this stuff. I still don't feel like I'm at ease, but no. it, 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 it's just brought on a lot of thought and question for me, and I'm sure we'll be seeing more movies like this coming out in the future.
0: Yeah, and let's get this thing uh, up on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram.
1: and Yeah, don't <laughs> so forget to like sub-word. and subscribe. <laughs> right. Yeah. Thanks for following uh, us. Thanks yeah. for following Make sure cartoon. to like it. Like it. Share exactly. it with us. Bring people in. And uh, we're running a special on socks. Analysis socks.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: Get it in your cart. All right, Hammond. Thanks for coming on. I really appreciate your perspective here. Best yeah, of man. luck on no all your, on your tech sales. And for sure, thank dude. you guys for exciting. listening. <laughs> we'll talk to you soon. Bye.